the college football experience week 12, 2022 college football preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet bet $50 at win bet. Get $200 in free bets, bet big win bigger with win bet. Head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet. That's W Y N N B E T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Yes, IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. Once again, that is IPVanish.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by SGPN Discord. Yes, make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. This is Brian Bosworth, aka the Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out, Boz out. Colby swinging database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink, and um, I don't have stress, and I'm healthy. I <laughs> got a lot of a lot of keyboard mashing over here, right? <laughs> Feel like I'm friggin' Jay Dilla. Rest in peace. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, well. Joined by the third man in the booth. Give it up for the Sun Belt Fun Belt God himself. He we he took a break from ACC Media Day. Uh, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, Tobacco Road living, the free lock giving former former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, guys? Coming in hot. Coming in hot. What is that song from? It is from the great Crocodile Dundee number two. All right. (laughs) Does it matter what it's from? It's a heater. It is a heater. All right. This is one that look, I understand after stranger things, a bunch of these eighties hits are coming back. I would ask the youth to dig a little deeper because there's a wild one out there that just needs to get some love. I mean, there's a few, I mean, how about the, I mean, we could dive into uh 
the eighties. I mean, they look, the hair bands were in <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> Nose beers. It is. It is interesting. Like the eighties, if you would have asked me at like 20 years old, I would say pretty shitty decade. Uh, when it comes to the arts at me at like, uh, you know, close to 40, I'm sitting there like, no, they had it right. They had it right. <laughs> uh-uh. It was, it wasn't the seventies, but it's still, they did some, some great stuff there. Your appreciation so, for campiness. Uh, it just kind of, you know, life ages like a fine movies, line. movies, especially. Yes. 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 I mean, 80s just movies. Yeah. The best. Dude, I'm getting on Tubi. Tubi is the answer to all life's problems. It is the <laughs> best streaming service. And I'm diving in on a nightly basis and just like finding new stuff. I never heard of all heat, all freaking heat. <laughs> Get yourself Tubi, people. It's a fl- free plug. I'm giving out there. It's true. I mean, look next time Tubi, maybe you reach out, give us a deal. Yeah, we, right? will t- we will do this. How about you get God's eye where you just get everything. All right. There you go. You look, look uh, Gio farms is already in the chat saying, hi guys. I don't know if he tuned in for eighties uh, art, w- w- uh, you know, week. <laughs> all right. So are we going to talk college football or not? <laughs> well, I mean, eighties college football, you could argue was better. Ooh, there we go. There we go. Here comes, you know, get off my lawn Colby where everything in the past was better, right? <laughs> hey, it, it, can you name me one person, one current college football player cooler than Brian Bosworth? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Quinn, Quinn Ewers. <laughs> he's our hope. Yeah. He's a, he might be our savior. You know what I mean, and, and he, unfortunately he's at Texas, but I'm still. He needs that uh, mullet yeah. to go along. How about Jason McCall? He look, he's got a little bit, but it's not Boz, man. It's no, not Boz. You know, Boz was just one of a kind, man. And the other thing about Boz is he was legitimately like a force that you couldn't say shit to. You know, <laughs> he could he could pull that off, and you couldn't say anything about it. How Bo many Jackson yeah. said otherwise? Well, okay. But other than that, only superhumans <laughs> yeah. can say something yeah. about it. Yeah, exactly. But Bo Jackson said something. But look, Bo Jackson, you might have been able to play both sports, but. Couldn't make a heater like Stone Cold. That 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 is a movie right there. All right. Could he act? If Bo Jackson only had a blonde mullet, the world would have been a freaking better. That's true. That is true, right? Uh, He should have just just did that. Everyone in the '80s should have a blonde mullet. Like like Daryl in uh, in Coming to America. Eric LaSalle. If Bo Jackson (laughs) had done that, he had the Jerry curl. He had had the blonde mullet, but Yeah. yeah. Close anyway. enough. Anyway, people are wondering. People are tuning in, saying, "What the fuck are we listening to?" You're listening to the college football experience, and uh, we love talking about a good mullet or some Jerry curls. So hop on in, subscribe. Hopefully, you're watching on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the College Football Experience on any of those platforms. Also, remember, we also host the College Basketball Experience. Subscribe over there as we talk college hoops year round. But look, we're in the middle of drafting our our. Uh, top 30 games of each week. We only have two more weeks left in the season. Go back and listen to all the other 12 weeks. Cause we'd even, we, we got week zero covered there, but um, we also, you know, before we dive into this draft, there is news out there that we could talk about here. Uh, I mean, I, I just love uh, your guy. Your guy at ACC media day is today. Jim Phillips. I, I mean, Classic. I understand. I understand he was in a bad spot. Like I, I, I get it. Like, what are you supposed to say? I don't know that there is anything you can say, right? Like you're just sitting there like, yeah, you know, uh, we're optimistic about our chances. I understand you have to say that you have to say that because you don't really have anything to say, but I did love uh, some, some of the other statements he said uh, 
I'm quickly trying to pull up one of them, but uh, in general, just just pretty hilarious. Kind he was about, talking about. Was oh, I think Notre Dame's so, our Notre Dame's uh, our partner more than anyone else. If they decide to join the conference, I'm like, ah, uh, well, they got about 70 million reasons to say fuck you. And but. he did still say that the ACC is the ACC is the best conference in the country, which. Come on! Didn't he say, say something about? Uh, oh, he claimed all the sports. He was like, "There's other sports in football and basketball. <laughs> uh, are there?" And then I would and wonder. Then, and then he went on to say, like the allegiance, like all the good stuff that the allegiance, you know. Oh the yeah, there are the alliance. Big the alliance. Ten, that was the, alliance, the best. Whatever the hell. That's it is. the quote I'm trying uh, to know. pull up, man. He goes, we, we achieved a lot with the Alliance. Right, right. Yeah. It was exactly. Exactly. What did you achieve? When did, when did, when did the Alliance so We had form? some great lunches. We had some great lunches right. at the holiday Inn or the Marriott. I don't know. Right. Uh, but, and he also said, look, you know, if you remember this, when the 12 team playoff was proposed, the Klavikov pac 12 commissioner was pending, like what the ACC and big 10 would do. The big 10 was open to it. The ACC commissioner, Jim Jim Phillips, was like, "No way, we're not doing it." Right? Well, I thought one of his great quotes for today was, uh, "Well, I continue to be supportive on college football playoff expansion." He was the one person. I voted against the expansion last year because issues such as the FBS calendar, COVID, uh, needed to be addressed. And it's like now he's like, "Please, hey, hey, can we get this twelve-team playoff thing going before vote?" (laughs) Might have just killed your conference. Yes. You yes. Just murdered your conference. A conference that has been one of the best conferences in the country for a long time. Yeah. And uh, that vote might've just murdered it. I, I'm still a little Thank confused you. what his reasoning for not supporting a playoff last year was no, because college football, especially people like him. See, I, I do think some of these other conferences with Kevin Warren and stuff and, and, and even Klavikov, I know it was late, but I think by getting someone that is outside from the entertainment world, uh, as, as your commissioner, you know, Phillips is not that Phillips is a, yeah. is a, is a former like athletic director and stuff like that, where it's yeah. like, he's just well, here. Change is so I, slow there. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's why I think it is. I think because the ACC was getting a team in the playoffs every year. So I think they had a leg up on the pac 12. They had a leg up on the big 12 it's because very they point. were getting the invite every year. So they're like, why do we want to expand it and give you know, share that money with others. Yeah. Get one uh, out of 12 instead of one out of four. Yes. Yeah. Very short sighted view. Well, once again, it's like, you know, our older brother sending me a lot of these ACC uh, articles on, on the destruction of the conference and what happened. And he you know, now, now he's a Maryland fan. So he wants it to happen. He's <laughs> been secretly rooting behind the, behind the scenes for this to happen. <laughs> but so, the articles saying, he's been song. sending me, the articles he's been sending me hasn't, it's not like he wrote them. He's sure. sitting there saying, uh, you know, these, these articles are saying like the value of Boston college and Syracuse where it was a dumb idea from the start because, you know, having them traveling all the, all the way down in the South when, when uh, you know, they're not football powerhouses, so to speak. Right. So, I mean, the ACC was, was foolish to care about academics back then. Yeah. Well, academics ain't driving anything. That's yeah. true. But I got, just got out of the, uh, the studio or the, uh, God's eye area. And Colby's talking about how all these teams had legitimate basketball programs before really contender Pittsburgh, Boston college, uh, Syracuse were all much well, Syracuse more was a power. The powerful. other, t- the other two were making the but tournaments they were a lot. Yeah. And so they had solid programs that because the ACC is not football centric or whatever, could be contributors in other ways, but they but, haven't been to the extent that they should have been. And you had to see the writing on the wall that football was going to matter and basketball wasn't. 
you know who's going to have good football programs? Those teams in the SEC, they're getting all this money. Yeah. Uh, sorry, basketball programs. Yeah, yeah. you can already see like, you know, Auburn building their basketball program, LSU building their basketball program because they got the money now. So that's that's yeah. the key, man. It was, uh, it was well, all, all well football, not basketball. Well, and another thing was like, I don't think they really figured that out until the late 90s. Uh, I was explaining this to, to him on the phone. We were talking like I was like, you know, I remember trying to watch that Colorado, Michigan game, the Hail Mary game, Cordell Stewart to Michael Westbrook. That was number two against number four. And I could not watch that. I had to listen to that on the radio. Now that was 1994, I believe, or 95, uh, 94. I think if memory serves me correct, there, there was no pay-per-view then a couple of years later that came out and uh, you were forced to watch regional college football, which I think yeah. they didn't realize the ratings. Like people did not want to watch Maryland against wake forest. You know what I mean? They well, wanted to watch the top, the top matchups. Remember we would buy that day pass sometimes so we could watch all the yeah, games. So, yeah, so back yeah. in the mid nineties, you'd have to buy a day, like pay-per-view pass. I, I think, think late nineties, late nineties. Was it through ESPN or was it through, I think it was through ESPN, right? Yeah. But you had to call like a 1-800 number. It was like, it was wild. 1-800-PICK-DUNDEE. <laughs> yeah. 1-800-PICK-DUNDEE yeah, essentially. Just the to, youngsters these days don't know how good they got it where you, you can turn on, you can basically watch almost any game. If you have ESPN three, and a decent package through your streaming service or whatever. You can almost watch any division oh, one football dude, game. FBS. We, we watched me and Patty C probably watched every Georgetown football game last year. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not fucking with into this it. is not sarcasm. <laughs> All right. This is, this is real. We have a Georgetown screen. All right. Wow. Trying, trying to get the Hoyas to invest, trying to get the Hoyas <laughs> to we're getting them that the ESPN's pulling their numbers and they're like four people watched <laughs> watched uh, Georgetown games this past year, right? Who are uh, these people in in LA? Yeah, <laughs> what the hell? Are they affiliated <laughs> with the program? Uh, other news happened. Dave, by the way, Dave Clawson. Uh, I I want to just throw this nugget out there. He was at ACC Media Day saying that first first off, they're fully invested in football at Wake Forest. You'd be a fool to think otherwise. And then. Uh, he said he was glad to tout Nick that they are the second most winningest team in the ACC over the past five years. Yeah, and he Ooh. also mentioned that the the real travesty with the uh, is it the three three five scheduling is that what it's called mm-hmm. or something like that three. is that they don't have the uh, NC State game annually, which I think they've won like four in a row or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got rid of that. Um, uh, we had. Uh, Kirby smart shout out to Kirby smart because he must've been listening to the college football experience preview of the Georgia Bulldogs and the Florida Gators, because he said, move the game out of Jacksonville, Jacksonville. I want the games on campus. Yes. Yes. Now, if only he had the courage to say that for that fucking opener against Oregon. All right. That NFL oh, corporate so grab nonsense. He wants the game that's being played in Florida every year against Florida to be moved. But you're right. He doesn't want the game <laughs> being played in Georgia against yes. Oregon to move. Right. Yes. We we've been to that game. It's 50 50. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's technically is it in Florida? Yeah. But they sell half the tickets to Florida fans, half to Georgia. But it's you, a pretty no, even the, split. There's Psychologically, a rule. you're still in someone else's <laughs> state. There's a rule that you cannot bring recruits to neutral site games. So oh. that was his logic. So okay. probably oh, yeah, they need, they need more help recruiting. Yeah. He's not getting yeah. enough yeah, recruits now. <laughs> uh, also, uh, what is it? Anus? 
I knew that was coming. <laughs> I like to say it as anus, <laughs> anus Smith. Aeneas, uh, I Aeneas. know, I know, but damn it, it looks great. Uh, he was supposed to speak at SEC Media Day. He is probably the best offensive player for the Aggies of Texas A&M. He was arrested, a little drunk uh, driving. Also had a weapon. He's definitely feeling he like an anus right now. Self-defense. Who yeah. in Texas doesn't have a weapon? That's true. Touche. That's Touché. true. When me and Nick went to a Texas football game, we f- I flew into the Austin airport and I felt like I was flying into Russia because they they <laughs> they, they interrogated me for like 15 minutes of like what am I doing here in t- in in the state of Texas. I'm like, what is going on here? I'm trying to watch. I'm trying to get drunk. Trying to get fucked up. Watch a football game. What's going on? They get right? too many. It, it, must, it, it must be profiling because my <laughs> wife and I flew in. They didn't ask us anything. Uh, to, well, to be fair, I was my on my flight, and I'm not on my flight. Was uh, the dog pound Snoop Dogg's uh, crew? The dog pound was on oh. my flight. So perhaps they thought. You're the uh, one white guy with yeah, any credit. Maybe I was the uh the, the, the token the vanilla the ice. Mule. Oh, yeah. the mule. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh man, maybe they had something going there. I don't know. But um either way, that that what do you think? Uh, suspended first half of the Sam Houston State game? Yeah. Uh yeah, probably. I love how he was picked as their captain to talk on media day. <laughs> one night before. Look, I get it. We all make mistakes. Uh, but at the same time, it's even more hilarious that like you're, 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 this would be the time to not go yeah. out and drink, right? The spotlight yeah, like, is completely ahead, on you, completely yeah. on your B- yeah. biggest spotlight. Should have probably- done this last week. Yeah. All right. Exactly. And um, they're scheduled to open up the year. Sam Houston, then app. I think, I, I think he's going to be there again versus app. He's definitely going to be there versus Miami week three. So if anything, it, first off, he is their best offensive player. I don't think there's a doubt about it. Uh, yeah, he's had a, he kind of was like a wide receiver, running back hybrid. You know, had a really good season last year. Was actually kind of, you know even two years ago he was starting to emerge. Uh, but I, I, he's going to be back. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, we also have the chat going. Jay, Joe Hackney saying these Michigan State haters on Twitter giving you shit. You know, no one touches Dundee. That's right. <laughs> They're delusional. I, I I rest my case on the fact. Find me that I went through five years of data, ten years of data. Actually, I don't even have. Uh, I did. I didn't write all this down, but. Um, having the 111th worst defense in the nation and the 130th worst defense in the nation, I couldn't find one team that had 130th worst pass defense. Yeah, pass defense. I'm sorry. Uh, that had that had a a a double digit win season. I found. And you I've, know what? Yeah. And, and, and I went back and listened to y'all's uh, Michigan State preview pod. I thought you guys were very fair. And he doesn't have to agree with you. Like you don't have to say. You know, I mean, he can just say, "I disagree." <laughs> You know, yeah. it's like, like, come on, like you know, you were on his party last year. You're not this year. You but know, nothing saying is yes. The, the you, log- you have you had yeah. very sound logic. You know, and I think his point of view was a bit more biased than yours. <laughs> you know, just a hair. Uh, it's like, dude, okay, like you don't like what he's saying. It's not. It, I mean, could it happen? Sure, maybe it won't happen. Maybe he's right. You know, yeah. but well, if you don't I'll take have our track haters. record over the long haul. Over you know Joe Schmo Sparty fan <laughs> yeah and 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 uh, it was great because like the only thing I could find was eight and four Louisville from 2019 I believe that had the hundredth best defense that was the only Power Five I could find with a winning record I believe the last five actually OK State one year but they did, they only had eight or nine wins that year too so I, I couldn't find a double digit win team that placed that far back defensively uh, 
in the in the Power Five. There was what like did Wake, yeah. what did Wake Forest do last year? They were. I mean, I don't know. They weren't. They weren't in that chart though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to be. They, they uh, that defense they had to be close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, also, shout out to Joe Hackney. He goes streaming lets lets us watch Maine versus Rhode Island. FCS football is fantastic. Hell yeah! And I, I, I'm going to play an FCS game later if these clowns oh. don't, because uh, there, hey, there's I, I one. Was at, I was at the Black Bear Stadium like three weeks ago. Okay, it's true. I was doing a three point stance at the 50 yard line. Mike Buck 2.0. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, shout out to Isaac Walker in the chat. It says talk about Fresno State. Well, maybe they'll be in the Pac-12. All right. But uh, how about this? Mountain West Media Day was today, and I did see a report from their uh, their uh, what uh, pre- president or whatever the fuck you want to say, commissioner, uh, uh, saying uh, that eight teams have contacted him about I w- about uh, joining p- perhaps joining the Mountain West. I would assume two of those are Washington State and Oregon State. The other six. I'm assuming they're very good FCS teams that are very l- kind of in that vicinity. Maybe a North Dakota state, maybe a North, oh. uh, South Dakota state, maybe a Montana, maybe a Montana state, maybe an Eastern Washington, maybe, maybe a Weber state, maybe even a Northern Arizona. I don't know. Could be, could be. Now this is based on the speculation that the big 12 who has said they're staying aggressive. It's eat or be eaten kind of is what their stance is. And they're trying to eat when that would Presumably be the Pac-12 South. I know they were just in negotiations to, uh, yeah. for a, like a little partnership that has fallen apart. Apparently, I think uh, the, the news could come out tomorrow. Could come out next year, but I do think I wouldn't be surprised if they're in. Do the, we have the any sources? 12. Sources? Uh, uh, you know, I love sources. Yes, um, I'm going to go ahead and say pick. Yeah, one Dundee. Is yeah, your pick source. Dundee. This guy in the land down under. GBO Man, Farms. I, oh, what's up? I was gonna say I was, gonna, I was about, about to bring that up. I had no idea Nick DePaulo went to to Maine, but uh, he is a very good uh, comedian. I I like some Nick DePaulo. Uh, hell yeah, man! I met Nick DePaulo, great guy. Him, really? I met him and nice. Artie Lang, man. Him and Artie ah, Lang, very very kind to me. Very kind to me. Um, so shout out to those guys. And uh, yeah, let's hop into this. Um, well, I guess. Wait, do I have any other notes on this? No, I no no. We're good. Let's roll. All right. All right. So with the f- I will have the first pick. This. Uh, this this draft, so you better believe. explain what we do again. We might have some new listeners. Explain what we do. So we we take the top thirty games of each week. We have it as a draft. We state why we, we're excited to watch this game and why it should be picked here. We also cap off the show with the what the fuck game of the week, which is where we each take one game that should never be played. That cameras should not be allowed. There should not be any fans there watching supporting this football game. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, we have all these weeks available. If you're curious about week zero or week one, go listen to that week five. I don't know. Go listen to it. It's all there for you in the vault. As we also break down 131 teams with a solo podcast for each and every team in the uh, each and every single team in the land. I can't talk. Uh, see what happens, man. I'm not even drinking. You know what I mean? If I drink, I talk great. That's right. I don't drink. I'm a, I'm just fucking You're terrible. Shaking, you know what you I mean? Know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's hop into this thing. So I have the first pick. Uh, Patty C has the second pick. NC Nick with the third pick in the draft. So let's get into this thing. Pick Dundee. Well, um. I watched the Big 12 Media Day. 
<laughs> I I see Mike Gundy saying, "Hey, you know, they don't want to play us anymore. Fine. Or they want to move conferences. We're not going to play anymore. Fine." But that doesn't mean that this year might, you know, this year there's a chance it could just be this year. This is the last time we see this for a long time. And I saw Paul Feinbaum. I couldn't believe my ears. Paul Feinbaum was talking, uh, saying that he thinks college football is headed off a cliff. He thinks at some point, uh, the fans, there's a, there's going to be a gigantic disconnect between the teams and the fans because the fans want to see these matchups. And he thinks that much like our politicians, that the uh, school presidents and administration will be, will be hated and despised just like our politicians currently. So I think he might have a point. And that's, I think the Oklahoma fans, I think Oklahoma state fans are going to want to see this game forever. So I, I, I sign me up for this one bedlam in norm in Norman this year. See if Mike Gundy, there's a target on Oklahoma. There's a target on Texas. It's funny when I listen to all these, uh, I try to go out and listen to other podcasts, talking games and stuff talking. Uh, and, and I feel like people forget about the target factor, the target factor. Look, since they announced they were going, they both, Oh yeah. Kind of uh, teams came at them. They didn't represent the the conference in the Big Twelve Championship. So getting everyone's best shot. Yes, takes its yes. toll. I love this game. Oklahoma State at Oklahoma is my top play of the week. Let me ask you this, Cole. Yeah, you say that the fans will get sick of the administration and act like and and not not so much the players. They have no control over it. The coaches, not so much either. But the administration for not having these regional games that they love. And these rivalries being played, whose fan base is going to hate their administration more, uh, Oklahoma State or Oklahoma? Because I feel like Oklahoma State's uh, administration isn't the one making the decision; it's exactly. more Oklahoma's. That's true. That's true. And then I wonder if Oklahoma fans are going to care that they're not playing Oklahoma State, or they're going to be happy that they just. I, I think they'll still care. I mean, yes, you still have the Texas game, but I still think you want to be able to talk shit. Like when they go to work and your guy in your cubicle next to you went to state, you're yeah, saying you definitely. cowards won't play us, you know. There is a little bit of a for sure, now, especially if they're like seven and five in the SEC. Yeah, that's true. I mean, A and M Texas is a pretty good example of that. Now it's a different situation because A and M had joined a better conference, but I think A and M was able to talk a lot of shit to Texas and say, "Hey, you guys are scared to play us," which I th- I don't know. Maybe they were both like ducking each other. How is that working out? But Oklahoma will clearly be the one ducking Oklahoma State, right? Yeah, definitely. I would, I would assume. I mean, I mean, we still haven't seen it shake out, but I mean, I think, I think what made college football great and still to a degree, but we're losing a little bit is is that like good natured ribbing, you know, between two guys in the same office who are are good friends, but they went to different schools. Like you can go to like a college football game. Like I remember when we went to ECU and like the, you know, the Virginia tech fans were walking by and we're just like all booing them. But it was fun. It was like, everybody was like, yeah. Everyone was happy at the same time. It wasn't like NFL games where there's fights everywhere and everything. Yeah. Cause you just have drunk assholes who are just <laughs> angry in the world. For some reason, college had that kind of thing. And I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. I'm not sure if I'm being well, very eloquent here. You're but right about that. You do yeah. lose a lot of that. And it was after that six beer that I punched that guy in the face. <laughs> All right. When well, I chugged that six beer, then I punched that guy in the face. But that was, that was, that was a, a college game compared to an NFL game. It's totally different. Yeah. You're right. It really it's is. Someone yeah. from an entirely different part of the country that you're going to see one time. You're talking shit. It's not your next door neighbor. It's not your brother. It's not your cousin. You know, it's well, especially like I'd say NBA. The NFL is turning more towards the NBA crowd like that. Like when I last couple NFL games I went to, at least. Uh, 
granted they were out here in California, but uh, it just seemed like a court. It's like an Instagram show. It's like just corporate America everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. So like, yeah, I'm, I know there's fan, but I did go to, 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 to green Bay, went to Lambeau field field recently. That was awesome. That still kind of has a little bit of that college vibe, but the um, interaction between fans is different. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's more like, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just different. And most people I imagine who's, who are listening, they've been to a college game and they've been to an NFL game and you can feel it. Yeah. You know, even yeah. when you're talking shit, you can feel it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I went to a Raven Steelers game. There were fights in every section <laughs> all around me for the entire game. I was like, what the fuck is Dude, this? I went to, <laughs> I went to a Ravens, a Ravens uh, Eagles game and uh, Michael Jackson, I believe was the wide receiver might've been Derek Alexander. I can't remember, but uh, it was unbelievable catch. I could care less who's winning this game. I, I kind of, at the time I, I really disliked both teams. Right. And uh, uh, great, just an unbelievable one hand catch. And I, I'm sitting in like a section completely, this is in Baltimore, but all Eagle section. And uh, it was a great catch. And I'm sitting there like, what a catch. And, and these Eagle fans start saying what a catch my mom was right. And, and going into it and tell, calling me like, a, I, there's, I can't even say the other words. Right. And I'm sitting there, I turn back to them and I'm ready to talk shit. And then I realized it was like a good group of about 30 of them. So I'm like, just sitting there like, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's pretty hilarious too, but it's like, yeah. did you have to take it to that level? But I don't know. I, guess, I wasn't I guess even wearing Ravens right, gear. I just said, right. it's a great catch. And if I was Eagles, I'd be like, y'all be, y'all be like, you know what? You're right. That was a hell of a catch. You know, admit it. It's, it's okay. But yeah. I get three. And then you punch me in the face. All right. Yeah. You you agree. <laughs> then you punch me in the face. All right. Uh, Will there be any stakes in this game, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State? Damn straight. It could uh, be. Could, sure. That, certainly. Certainly. One team getting booted. E- either way, there'll be stakes on the grill afterwards, right? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, Patty C, you're on the clock, my friend. I'm taking. Well, you. we didn't even talk about this game though. Yeah, How about we, last year? This was an awesome game last year. Awesome game, a lot of years, but yeah. Oklahoma State always finds a way to lose. Uh, the missed extra point year was absolutely. Remember Oklahoma State like battles back yeah. to tie it up, and you're thinking, oh, this game's gonna go to overtime, and they miss the extra point. They miss the extra point. Uh, yeah, these games are are are, are always. Fun. Um, I had this number. I, I had this number one as well. I mean, yeah, the overall series is 90, 19, and seven in Oklahoma's favor, and they've won what eight out of the last 10. But you're right. Cowboys won last year, and I think they might have the better team this year, especially with the turnover in Norman. So uh, I had this number one also. Yeah, great game. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. All right. Actually, most of the times those are good. All right. Patty C. Well, I am taking you to a game that always, or well, almost certainly will have uh, conference implications, conference championship game implications as well. That is Utah versus Oregon. Now this is uh, the, the divisions aren't They're you know, gone. determining I mean, yeah. uh, who, who goes to the championship anymore, but both these teams will probably be in the top three by the end of the season, most likely. And so Top well, top three in the Pac-12. Top th- yeah, top three in the Pac-12. Let's clarify. <laughs> so if one of these teams can knock the other team from their second place spot to the third place spot, then that's massive. This is almost like a little bit of a playoff game here. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, I mean, look, Eugene will be rocking. I know Utah's won the last two and beat their ass in both games. So uh, Cristobal is gone. They can actually count on a coach to do some things with the X's and O's, Patty C. Um, and uh, Nick, what do you make of this one? 
Yeah. I mean, and the, the last two, that was both last year. You know, I, I yeah. think we were all on Utah in Salt Lake city. We were like, all right, you know, this is where Oregon's losing, you know? Yeah. They looked good against the Buckeyes. Uh, but going to Utah is always tough. And sure enough, that was 38 to seven Utah win. But w- then when they had the rematch in the PAC 12 championship, I was like, and I think Utah was favored by, I don't know. What do you, what was it like a touchdown or like four or five points? Or something? And I was like, you know what? It's hard to beat a team twice. You know, people hear that all the time. And what they do? <laughs> they Utah went thirty-eight again. to ten, yeah. almost, almost an identical score, thirty-eight yeah. to seven compared to thirty-eight to ten. And that might have been Crystal Ball. Maybe he got out of town at the right time because you know, I don't know, just two losses like that in a row to Utah probably didn't bode well with the fan base. Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, since two thousand, I think it's six. Oregon's won six. Utah's won five, but Utah's won three of the last four. Who knew? Who knew? Right when they came in, talk about transition to a power conference. I think no one did it better than Utah. You look at Nebraska's, or not even power conference. When you shift these conferences, and I think uh, to me, you should be very weary of this UCLA, USC, Texas, and, and Oklahoma. You look at when Arkansas left the SWAC and joined the SEC, they struggled. You look at uh, when when Nebraska went to the Big Ten, or Colorado went to the Pac-12, or uh, TCU, TCU actually kind TCU of, did kind great, of did pretty but good. Then they there. fell yeah. off, but yeah. Utah has kind of been, the, I'd say the best, the best one, the best case of it. Missouri, I guess got won the couple sec East championships. With yeah. Pinkle. They started out hot, but fell off as well. A and M still well, what, hasn't funny done is, anything. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. That's the two mountain West schools, TCU and, and Utah who, who were a blast to watch in the mountain West. Uh, and yeah, Utah, it wasn't like Utah was like a sexy get for the PAC 12. But uh, yeah, they've come in and and represented themselves very well. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah, I like that matchup. All right, NC Nick. I mean, you know, it's the same Pac-12. And I actually had this Pac-12 ranked higher. Uh, with everything going on, how about USC UCLA? You know, e- even set aside the Big Ten talk, it's still two of the better teams in the Pac-12. I'd said every week USC is much watch TV and then UCLA. Yeah. I mean, they should be very good as well. And uh, I do think, you know, the little bit of extra big 10 talk makes it a little bit more interesting for some reason. I'm not quite sure why, but just because these two teams are a topic of conversation lately. So yeah. Yeah. How about we go to, to where you guys live? Yeah. Not far from this studio. Uh, Patty C. What do you make of UCLA USC? One of the last times you'll see them in the Pac-12 fighting for the Pac-12 championship. Uh, what do you make of that? Well, I mean, certainly uh, UCLA. What is it? Uh, fifth year for Brian Kelly or uh, Ch- Chip Kelly? Chip Kelly. Um, yeah, I think year five. About, sounds about sounds about right. And has it been five years already? It's, I, this I this can't so. be year five. It's got to be year four, right? Well, Dorian Thompson Robinson is in his fifth year, and I think uh, I don't I know. Think, if I he think was, he was a holdover. Was he? Okay. Dude, well, I could be wrong. Time flies way too fast these days. I'll pull it up. Go I'll ahead. say this. UCLA's won two of the last five t- two of the last five and and really every game was close with the exception of one in in 2019. You go back to 2017, the one USC won, they won by five. Uh you go back Last to, year yeah. wasn't close, but of course, you know, the, you had the interim head coach at USC. Yeah. Yeah. So two of the last five still impressive. It was funny. I was doing a deep dive on UCLA and I was surprised they're just a strange team. Uh, back to the year of like 2000, they had a win. They have winning a, w- a winning record, 
or I think since '97, a winning record against A and M, Texas, or four and one against Texas since 1997, mm. right? Uh, two and one against Tennessee, two and one against Nebraska, two and zero oh against Alabama, one and one versus Ohio State, one and zero oh versus Michigan, one and zero oh versus LSU. But at the same time, they're two and four against Fresno State. They're zero oh and two against Cincinnati, uh, <laughs> one and one against Memphis. You figure them out. They're the strangest team. Um, but By the way, this is your five for Chip Kelly. So uh, Patty nailed it. You know, everybody thought it was going to be a better hire, I guess, than what has turned out to be. I mean, I he still had a think good he had last year. I st- I was going to say, I, but it was kind of disappointing as well. I mean, it could have been better. Um, well, Zach Charbonnet back. No, yeah. yeah, they had that one, that game one too. I mean, that was kind of a, just a crazy. I remember telling Patty see this because I think you were heading. Were you heading home or where were you at a wedding yeah, or something? I, I missed yeah. that somehow. Um, but that game was wild. I mean, Jake Hayner got the ball back and went like eighty-five yards in like a minute and five seconds. They were they were president was kind of losing that game for for a while there. But I mean, it was a dog well, fight, I mean, but. Did they pass the eye test though? I mean, they, they lost, uh, got beat by 20 at Utah. Again, Utah is a hard place to win, but you know, how about the 20 point loss at home to Arizona state? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But they did certain games. Obviously they whooped L- LSU had 10 players drafted. They put they it went on eight and four. Eight yeah. and four is not <laughs> shabby at all. But I, I think, I guess people thought we're expecting a little bit more of chip Kelly, but finally last year, solid year. And I think that's going to be more of the same this year. If they take the next step and USC is anywhere near as good as a lot of people are projecting them to be, this too could be a, a, a kind of a playoff game. What do you think, Colby? What's a better of the two Pac-12 games? What what did you have ranked higher? I did have uh, Utah, Oregon higher. Oh, so I'm on an island here. Okay, but well, I, I just way. don't know Lincoln Riley year one. I I get it that it's the I I understand the appeal to it, but I just yeah. think you like Utah, Oregon was a matchup. They played for the Pac-12 championship last year, and I think uh, coming into the season, they're the two favorites to meet. So I think there's a little bit more value in that. And how about this? If the Pac-10 remains, this could be the future of the Pac-10. You know what I mean? Is is, uh, Utah, Oregon? So vying for supremacy. Yeah, and and overall, I had both games. Well, I had the one game ranked two and and one ranked four. So it wasn't. I mean, it was pretty close. So. Pac-12 shining this week. There you go. There you go. Well, because that's because the SEC is playing the FCS in New Mexico State. (laughs) (laughs) New Mexico State's in the SEC. You you missed that one. (laughs) Sankey, Sankey, the the cameras must have uh, they must have you know recharged the batteries or something. But there's a point (laughs) where in the SEC media day where they welcome the Aggies and and that sweet mustache on that uh, on that mascot of theirs. Um, All right. Pick four for your boy Dundee, and I guess <laughs> I'm gonna have to take you to Clemson, South Carolina, um, because the Miami Hurricanes. Which it's funny, I came in. If you if you haven't listened to our episode yet, uh, our team preview for Miami, go listen to that thing. But I came in thinking, oh, I am gonna nail the under again on the Hurricane. This team's not that good. Cristobal will struggle from an X and O standpoint, but he will re- recruit his ass off and the NIL is paying off. But I ended up taking the over on Miami. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that episode, NC Nick, but we only I did. They only play th- three teams with a winning record from the year before. Um, so that kind of sets up what could be a huge game here. Even though I feel like Clemson's still way better than them. It I don't know if well Clemson's offense struggles, this could be a ball game. So give me my. This could be the ACC championship. We, we might just like we talked uh, Utah Oregon. 
where you get two two matchups in like three or four weeks. It might be the same situation here with Miami at Clemson. Patty C. This is what the ACC was supposed to be back 15 years ago. Miami Clemson it's supposed to be top five matchup. Could it be this year? Well, if Miami, uh, it, as it looks, has taken the SEC scheduling model and put three out of four dog shit uh, opponents on the schedule, then yeah, if they get through that and win a couple of games, a couple 50 50 games, then yeah, at this point in the schedule, this is going to be a marquee matchup. Clemson, you figure, is going to rebound and have a nice year. Plus, they don't have a really hard schedule. So, I mean, what? Both teams will have played uh, 10 games coming into this. Nine and one versus ten and zero. Oh, nine and one versus nine and one. Ten and zero oh versus ten and zero. Oh. Yeah, gotta love that. ACC Nick, what do you think about my play? I think it's a great play. I had this at number three overall. So uh, yeah, I was torn between taking this and and UC uh, USC UCLA last week. Uh, I agree. You know, when you while you guys were recording the Miami preview, I was writing my ACC win total column on the Sports Gambling Network Sorry, Sports Gambling Podcast Network dot com, uh, and I picked over also. I'm a Tyler Van Dyke guy. Uh, and I think the one problem with the offense last year was kind of shoddy offensive line play. I think Cristobal can actually get that right. True. That's the one thing that True. he does. Yeah. And so that uh, the Miami offense I'm sold on now, the defense is a question mark, but can the lackluster Clemson offense take advantage of that? Yeah. That's I don't a know. Good point. So I think this is going to be a very good game. Even if the, the, the last three matchups, I mean, they don't play, you know, it's cross divisionals. They don't play every year. So in the last three matchups, Miami's had a different head coach each time. <laughs> so uh, Clemson yeah. won 58 to nothing against Larry Scott. Oh, oh, oh. Against, who? Uh, against Larry, Larry Scott, who no. I think was the interim head coach. Oh, okay. I know. I think that was out Golden's Wait, last game. He destroyed game. the Pac 12 and, and he destroyed uh, Miami's <laughs> football program. <laughs> no, I think Golden was already gone. So oh, okay. I think it was the interim guy. Uh, and then it was 38 to three against Mark Rick. Oh, and man. then 42 17 against Manny Diaz. Mm. Uh, so Clemson's <laughs> maybe obviously. Maybe I shouldn't have played this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but Clemson's not. Clemson probably isn't as good as three, four, five, six years ago. Uh, so I think this is going to be a very fun game. I'm, I'm definitely interested in watching this. Yeah, there you go, man. See, come on, ACC. I'm dealing you out. You know, come on, make this a good. Actually, I don't know. I'm still. I actually, I would like to see Miami beat beat A and M week three. That'd be that'd be interesting. I mean, I'm just so sick of watching the SEC have all the big time matchups. Give us something, ACC. Yeah. Give us what we thought you were going to be Boston, just once. Boston College Pitt ACC Championship. I've been rooting for it. <laughs> I've been rooting for it. Let's bring Northeast football back, Patty C. And, and Joe, right. I mean, like, I don't know about you, but we've already given up on Miami being a, a top team for the you know future. You know, I, I, this is the first year where two out of the three of us have said have picked it. And over, and yeah. and we and we did that without knowing each one was going to do that. Uh, but part of it is is definitely schedule. The other part, I think, is quarterback. Uh, and you got at least two things going for you there. But as far as like back, like national title contender, <laughs> they're back like those, Texas. Pump back. those breaks big <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, all right, Patty C. I think those were the four big ones for the week. I think there are a lot of fun ones though, still on the uh, slate, obviously. Um, so I'm going to one that might not have conference championship implications, but was an amazingly entertaining and well-matched uh, battle last year. And this year we're going obviously to the other location and revenge could be served when Ole Miss travels 
to Arkansas to play the Razorbacks. Pulled pork Pittman. Pulled pork Pittman. That was a that was the fifty two to fifty one shootout. Bananas. Back and forth. I want to say they it was went like for two. They went for two last play with no time left. Arkansas did not get the two point conversion. They lost by one. Great game. Great. I feel like there was like five or six lead changes like on the last yeah. six drives of the game. Pretty incredible. Well, when the when the when the final score is fifty two to fifty one, yeah. <laughs> there's going to be some lead changes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it, it was a fun game last year. What What do you make of? Uh, oh, I mean, uh, here's the thing. I got. I think Arkansas is going to going to get some revenge. I think they're going to they're going to win this one here. Um, historically, this is a rivalry. They first met in 1908. 1908, people. So we do like to see this. Um, but uh, believe it or not, Ole Miss has won three of the past five. They have been some some ball games though, going back five year uh, five matchups ago, uh, thirty eight thirty seven. Even dude, go back the past eight matchups, fifty three fifty two in overtime in two thousand fifteen, thirty four thirty in two thousand sixteen, thirty eight thirty seven in two thousand seventeen, thirty seven thirty three in two thousand eighteen. Then you had a, a just a, a a blowout in 2019, 31, 17 by these game standards. <laughs> All right, two then 33, 21, and then last year 52, 51. I mean, these games are fucking bananas. Points. These might be the best games all year for college football. What the <laughs> hell? This is the national championship. Right? I mean, don't make me say it. I'm gonna drop it. Uh, I'm gonna keep the streak going. Border battle. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Um, and uh, look, you gotta love SEC football. And we said Ole Miss. Is probably going to start seven and zero, and if they can pull an upset on the road Their against schedule is soft as shit. A and M or LSU on that back to back road, eight and one at that point, going into a bye week with Bama on deck. Say they somehow pull that miracle, I don't know. Well, it's stretching it pretty far at this point, but they were ten and two last year, so maybe if Ole Miss keeps it going, this could have implications. Yeah, I think they're going to start out seven and zero. I don't know I about you. I think people are are discrediting Ole Miss because of what they lost. And yeah, I mean they lost a lot, especially Matt Corral and the two the two their two best running backs. And I think they're top, like three of the top four receivers. But I mean Kiffin hit the portal hard, and as long as Jackson Dart can fill in for Corral and or the the other <laughs> there's one other transfer I forget the other quarterback there. Whoever wins the job, probably Jackson Dart. As long as he can play pretty good at quarterback, this offense is going to continue to hum. He hit the you portal know. hard like a hobo on a ham sandwich. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's that, that's that Montana, Montana State uh, yeah, head, head coach. Uh, now the defense, though, they did lose their DC, hired away by AM. And their OC. They lost both coordinators. Yeah. 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 And by the way, it's Luke Altmyers, the other quarterback. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they defensively, I mean, they got a lot of question marks, but I do think they brought in just an unbelievable amount of talent. So 24 seven gives them the number two transfer class behind USC. But as Colby pointed out, it's much more diverse. USC brought in 55 wide receivers that were like Jerry Rice's son, Jordan Addison, yeah. you know, but only so many players can catch the ball. Whereas uh, Ole Miss brought in a Their whole team. They have yeah. like a whole a shit ton of production, <laughs> high end production, and a different Big Twelve first team all defensive uh, or defensive back. You said from Iowa State. Yeah, Azim Young. Yeah, he's a beast. So, uh, Ole Miss. Matt, Matt Campbell still convinced there was tampering, and and he's probably a hundred percent accurate. Uh, but the reload has happened at Ole Miss, so I don't know that the fall off is going to happen. There you go, NC Nick. Well, believe it or not, guys, I'm going to take you Big Ten West. 
and maybe not the game you think I might play. I'm going to go Wisconsin, Nebraska. Uh, I guess on the surface, it sounds good, but Wisconsin's won eight in a row. <laughs> and as far as like, you know, the home field advantage in Lincoln, it's, it, it has been pretty much non-existent in this matchup. Last two games, 37 to 21, 38, 17, Wisconsin has steamrolled Nebraska shots fired. Tell me why it's going to be different this year. Colby, every year you rep (laughs) Nebraska. Tell me why it's going to be different. Mark Whipple. All right. Mark Whipple. Good start. And Casey Thompson experienced passing quarterback. I think was a little bit underrated at Texas from a, from a talent perspective. He's coming in and uh, I, I look, they were the best three and nine team in history. In history, all right, Mm-mm. they almost won a national. If you add a touchdown to every one of their games, they would have won the national championship. <laughs> all right, uh, <laughs> I like Joe here. Wisconsin going to tax that ass. <laughs> oh, there it is. This is a fun matchup. Two good fan bases. Let's let's have some fun at uh, it, Memorial it, Stadium, Patty C. Joe, uh, a Badger guy. Do we know that? I thought he's from Philly or something. Do we even? Uh, yeah. Who's know? your team? Who's your team, Joe? Hey, hey Joe, why don't you re- respond on the chat? Let us know who your team is. I don't. I know you're a Big Ten West guy, apparently, but uh, anyway, I think this is a fun game. I actually had this as my highest-rated Big Ten game. Oh, okay, yeah, I like it. I need to see Nebraska actually do it before I'm going to believe. I think the other Big Ten game, both teams have proven it before, and so I'm a little more excited about that one. But the biggest names are in this game. If Nebraska plays to their ceiling and Wisconsin plays to their ceiling, huge game. Yeah, huge game. yeah, yep. Uh, all right, well. Uh, here we go. I, I, I want to play this. I know, you know, I, I, I told, well, wait, hang on, hang on. Let me, uh, I know this is early and I think you guys might call me hipster Colby, (laughs) right? Is this your, your FCS play? The brawl of the fucking wild (laughs) Montana, Montana state. This is college football. And look, and I would challenge any, especially in the current state of college football, that's getting rid of all these rivalries. All right. Do yourself a favor, support the FCS for just one weekend, find yourself with the game. And I, I highly recommend if I had to, to make a list, there'd be South Dakota state at North Dakota state or North Dakota state at South Dakota state, whatever. And Montana, Montana state as the best games to watch. I think you can make a case. This is the second best game of the week. I, by me playing in here, I, you're gonna call me hipster, all right? But give me Montana at Montana State, the brawl of the wild, as it's called. Uh, Patty C, I'm gonna go to you first because Nick's gonna Nick's gonna try to shit on me on this. <laughs> well, I don't have the uh, uh, both of the teams ranked last year, but I see that Montana was number seven both and they made won the FCS playoffs. And then uh, Montana, yeah, Montana State, State went to the championship. So I'm assuming yeah. these are both top five to ten programs within the FCS ranks. And obviously an in-state, you know, bat- battle that could transition into the Big Twelve, depending on who's being Mount invited. West, or Mountain West. West, rather. They've been playing since the eighteen hundreds, eighteen ninety-seven. All right. Give me an in-state rivalry in the uh, Mountain West that would resemble this in terms of like if you had two great teams or two well, it, both maybe seven and five, eight and four level teams in the uh it, well, in-state Mountain West, you'd think Colorado State Air Force or or like Fresno, San Diego State. Yeah, or or San Jose State, uh, but or like UNLV Nevada. That's good. They have that big ass cannon trophy. That's awesome. I feel like this is cooler than yeah, any this of is those. cooler than all. It's the brawl of the wild. Dude, this that is name, fantastic. That, the, the name alone is a great <laughs> rivalry name. 
<laughs> I, I've been to Is Missouri. that okay to say in 2022, brawl? <laughs> right. uh, is that, is that, is that okay? Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, I've been to Missoula for a football game. I went to Eastern Washington playing at, at Montana, which was a fucking great game. I, I put it up there with my best college football experiences in general. And uh, this obviously, you know, Montana has been at, at, at certain points dominated this rivalry. Well, recently Montana States won four of the last five Montana state went to the FCS championship last year, lost to North Dakota state. However, the Grizz got them in Missoula. That was their one loss before the national championship. Mm. When number seven, Montana smacked them 29 to 10 and the game was in the snow. This is football. No domes up there in Montana. They play it the way it should be played. Nick, but your thoughts yes, on this game. I am going to shit on it a little bit. Come on. We're at like the, what the seventh pick or something. We're top ten. Yes, the week. I, I said you can make a case. This is number two. Get out of here now. You are being Mister Hipster. If Do you yourself this, a favor. Do yourself a favor. Go look. And you used to be like this with App State when they were uh, in the and and in the FCS. You were saying, "Hey, I wouldn't App- have played them top ten. Come on, like <laughs> if you pick this in like the late teens or something. Well, that's State, because that's a cool pick. That's because App State doesn't have a good rivalry as good as this. This is to me. As uh, almost as good as what college football rivalry there is, the brawl of the wild. It's going been going on since the 1800s. Shout out to anyone that knows what this is. Do yourself a favor on this Saturday. I'm telling you. So on God's eye, this is going to be on your big screen. Depends on the timing. If it's uh, if uh, like I said, if it's on the same time as Bedlam, I'll put Bedlam. But it will definitely be yeah. on a TV. It'll definitely be on one of the TVs. I'll say this: this is probably the only game left on the slate, and where both both teams are projected to go to the playoffs. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, Nick, I mean, come on. You got to love the brawl of the wild, man. You're just hating. Look, Spe- you've tuned into more FCS than me. Chances are I'm probably not going to watch a minute but, of it. Uh, no, but it, this is the year I would ask the audience to make a point and do this because we've seen money ruining college football at a, at a really unbelievable level the past two years. Do yourself a favor. Go, go check this game out. Shop, shop local, guys. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Don't there go to go. Walmart, okay? <laughs> Walmart's the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of Walmarts in SEC country. That's, That's right. true. <laughs> and especially if the Big Ten grabs Oregon, because they're just like Walmart. They got little kids making uh, Nike shoes uh, right. all the time, right? right? Jumping off. This of game buildings. might be <laughs> harder to find on TV. It might be more expensive if you need ESPN three. But you know, shop local, right? Well, shop yeah, local. you're a hipster. You can yeah. you'll pay the extra. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. To have the local. You want to drink a, a local Imperial IPA, or do you want to? Drink Bush Light. <laughs> hey, I, I have you know that Montana State had two players drafted this year. Texas zero. Woo! There we <laughs> go. Fire. All right, what's big time football? All right, horns down. All right, let's go. Uh, <laughs> Patty C, it goes to you. All right, well, I'll take us to. It's interesting because there's clearly an SEC game that could have massive implications, but I think the better game is in the Big Ten. I, I am going to Minneapolis where the Minnesota golden Gophers will be hosting the Iowa Hawkeyes in what could be for a spot in the big West, uh, big 10 West uh, title game, or I guess the big 10 title game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so row the boat, row the boat, row the boat. I like both of these teams. Give me, give me more gold. I want Did the you guys gold. see that Iowa offensive lineman throw that, uh, that haystack for that record in the town. I don't know mm, if you I caught this not. over like f- over the past week. That's what Big Ten football is supposed. I, to it was be. someone okay. captured it. Someone who covers college football 
did a great, they, they, they wrote on top of it, subtweeted it and said, uh, you know, I don't know if USC and UCLA are ready for this. And it shows an uh, Iowa uh, offensive lineman throw like a barrel of hay, some big like, corn fucking, like fucking 30 yards. <laughs> right. What I, what, what I did see was app state head coach, Sean Clark doing the slip and slide down a mountain and then like jumping up. Like he's like the people's champion, you know, uh, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. That's now. true. Back to this game. No, that's pretty badass. But at, at ECU, you do a slip and slide and you're like actually chugging it's like an ice luge. You know what I mean? You, you have to drink all that you slide down. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Iowa at Minnesota. That's what the game Patty C played. Let's dig into this, this history here. Um, I do think there's a good chance. Both these teams will be in the mix. The big 10 West say what you want. Wide open. It's going to be fun to watch the race. Now it's not going to be fun when they play in that filthy roller rink in, in Indianapolis against Ohio state and Ohio state waxes them because the, the, the dome helps their speed. You know what I mean? Just completely, completely losing. That's not big 10 football. Big 10 football should be at soldier field or green Bay at Lambeau, or I don't know, arrowhead, not this roller rink in Indianapolis. This would you argue that only Illinois doesn't really have a chance to win the big 10 West. Yes. Every, Every other team, team has a chance. Yeah. And by the way, they've been playing this game since 1891. All right. Woo! Floyd of Rosedale, baby. Uh, it's a great trophy. That is Minnesota won the first 12 matchups, but lately it's been Iowa nine mm. and one, nine and one in the last 10 tuck. Yeah. Like is Owen five against Iowa at Minnesota and also Owen one while he was a coach of Western Michigan. I went deep. Well, so overall, Fleck is zero and six against Iowa. Oh, nice nugget there. Look, you can't row the boat through Kirk Ferentz. Everyone's talking. I, 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 I. I there's t- no I rivers in this. Iowa. It's all. It's no, all, it's all yeah. field. You can't row row a boat through a cornfield. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to be a T-shirt, right? You can't row a boat through a cornfield. Listen to the college experience. All right, we got we got to uh, talk about that. One. Joe's saying Northwestern has no chance. Joe, be careful. Yeah, be careful. Pat Fitzgerald loves. He loves people saying that. All two right. years ago, Northwestern won the Big Ten West. Dude, they've had like <laughs> they've had like two double-digit win seasons in the past like five years. They normally suck really bad one year, and then yes. he gets he gets he gets super pissed off for like for like twelve <laughs> for like sixteen months, and it's like he get his team gets shot out of a cannon because they actually really look good every other year. Uh, yeah, I was dominated this thing, but I still think you're right. This is an awesome Do game. You think the fact that it's in Minnesota makes a difference here. Yes, because I was well. Time. Apparently, not when I look at the the track record, but but yes, I was to me like struggles on the road a little bit. If anything, how about this? I I the Iowa when they do lose, it's in Minneapolis. Actually, you have to for the last time Minnesota won in Iowa was 1999. All right, and if you go back further than that, it was 1989. So. They're not really accustomed to winning in the cornfields. You can't row that boat in the cornfield. So you're right. I want to say it's. It looks like it's been about 500 or close to 500 in Minneapolis, but in Iowa, it's been a complete domination. So maybe a chance for Minnesota this year. There you go. And they got their quarterback back again. There you go. Yeah, Spencer Petras. And they got the running Tanner, back, yeah. right? Ibram's back. Ibram yeah. and Tanner Morgan. Yeah. We forget who this team is. Exactly. See Nick's on the clock. What are you doing here, pal? ACC time. The second ACC matchup in the top 10 NC state at Louisville. <laughs> if for some reason, Miami or Clemson, you know, I mean, this game 
potentially has just as much significance. That might be a little bit of a stretch, but it, it could have significance. <laughs> it could. It really NC, could. NC State's won three out of four, but overall, Louisville is four and one at home versus NC State. This is in the Bluegrass State. It is at Louisville. So if NC State's having the year that some people expect, it's just a matter of time between the uh, before they drop a game they're not supposed to. That this is NC State. This is what they do. This is why I went under on NC State this year. I live in Raleigh. I'm used to it. When expectations are high, usually it doesn't end well. I hope I'm wrong. But yeah. just saying, this could be a tricky road trip. I do appreciate. I watched some of ACC media today today, and they were. Uh, Saying that there is no love loss between ECU and NC State, uh, one of the guys saying you better watch out for that first game. But no, this <laughs> this is a good matchup, and and I, I could totally see both teams contending, especially if Clemson's offense isn't able to get to that gear that they they've been at you know every year but last year. Then I do think it's a wide open race in in the Atlantic, and I think this game really could could have uh you know I, I think Louisville's better than better than what people think, so. People are completely sleeping on uh, Malik Cunningham as a Heisman contender. He's not that different from Lamar Jackson. Career sixty-two touchdowns, twenty-four interceptions, and that's just through the air. Um, he's a freaking beast. And then Devin Leary is like a top fifteen, twenty quarterback in the country, probably. So, and with Cunningham is that wins. You know, yeah. I mean, he, the dude is a very good player. He puts up crazy stats. He's very expensive in DFS every week <laughs> for good reason. You know, but. The wins aren't there. Well, and he, if, you're, if you're going six and six, seven and five, you ain't winning the Heisman. But he's also not playing any. He's not playing on the defensive side of the ball. And Louisville's defense, some of those years, was just atrocious. But of course, uh, it's certainly not all his fault for sure. But that doesn't mean you're gonna jump up to a double-digit win season and have a shot at a Heisman. Dude, NC he, State's he, won three of the last four. Three of the last four. That's not that surprising, actually. Malik Cunningham, twenty six hundred career rushing yards. I had a thousand yards rushing last year. Twenty rushing touchdowns was it? No. Uh, career. He he had. Uh, let's see. Yeah, twenty rushing touchdowns. Thirty eight career touchdowns. This guy is Tim Tebow on a losing team. It's essentially <laughs> what we got here. <laughs> he, th- he throws a much better ball than Tim Tebow. That's right? true. Just don't don't just don't t- come at him like that. Um, uh yeah all right I'm eyeing and I like that I think it's played where it should be played I had it right in that mix so all right folks I want to tell you guys that the the college football experience week twelve preview it's brought to you by WinBet make sure to get down on WinBet's uh bet fifty dollars win two hundred dollar promotion where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets um and if you're if you're betting baseball you have to check out uh, WinBet they reduced uh they. I'm sorry, I can't talk. Their reduced juice in baseball games uh, makes them the best place to bet MLB. So come on, do that. Plus, the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet $500 on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022. So you better get it in now. You get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two night stay at the Wynn Resort for you and your entire league. Yes, multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet to claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions apply. Winbet.com must be 21 or older president state where you play win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 2470. All right, folks, we are back. Talking. What was that number again? 
One eight hundred pick Dundee. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're back in the mix. It's back to me and. Uh, <sighs> I'm tempted to do one here that I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But I will take you to. I guess no. No, no. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess I'll play. I'll buy into this Kentucky hype. I'll buy into this Kentucky hype. The Georgia Bulldogs, they don't have many tough games on that schedule that we circle and say, eh, I think. I mean, everyone in the media is saying Kentucky is the best team since the 72 Dolphins, <laughs> but I'm not buying in that much. I think Georgia still might wax them. This could be a bad play for a top ten matchup here, or top ten games on, on our list, because this could be like a forty-two to ten final score. But I'm taking Georgia at Kentucky. Well, and we know Will Levis is at it again. You know, he's not just eating bananas with peels on him now; <laughs> he's drinking coffee with mayonnaise in it. Okay, so I, he, I, you know, for that, I should I should not play the game. What the hell is I, that? I love his trolling. It's I don't think it's real. It, it's yeah. just him trolling. He's right? got I mean, mojo, man. Dude, Georgia's won twelve straight though, man, and they these games have been for the most part ass whoopings. Thirty to thirteen. 14 to three. I consider that even an ass whooping. Cause I think they only had like 60 yards of offense, 21, nothing, uh, 42, 13, 27, three. If this was going to yeah. be the year though, I mean, it all lines up. Kentucky returns a lot. They're at home. Georgia is reloading. Uh, granted, I think Kentucky would probably like to see them in like week three rather than week 12. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, I don't. Know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I had it right outside the top ten, but it, within the same range as you, it could be close. It could I, be. I thought about playing a couple others, but I just thought the hype of this one is so yeah. massive. I have to play this, even though I think there's like there's a good chance like Tennessee, South Carolina is going to be way better than Georgia, Kentucky. Well, like these two teams but, were the best team, the best two in the SEC East last year, right? Allegedly. <laughs> I say that I say that directed at Kentucky because I I just when you're beating Chattanooga by five and needing every stop in that game. But who um, else? Who else? Tennessee, who the only good I, team they beat. I actually was, think was Tennessee. Kentucky. I think Tennessee was better than Kentucky. The only the only good team Tennessee beat on the whole schedule was was Kentucky. <laughs> See, there we go. I'm right. All right. <laughs> who else did Kentucky lose to? They lost to Mississippi State too. Hail State. Hail State. <laughs> and Kentucky beat Florida last year, right? Who else who else did Kentucky beat though? They had some decent wins, I thought. Yeah, Chattanooga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna a, pull it up. The mocks were I, a tough, what, six and five FCS team. Um, gave LSU some work, you know. That's, that's true. Pretty impressive. Uh look, they, Kentucky they beat Florida, they beat LSU. Yeah, they beat Iowa in the bowl game. <laughs> Even that though, I was winning that thing like the whole game, and then like they yeah. they needed every minute for a that. win yeah. is a win. No, and no, Iowa they got was the dub. They got the dub, but I'm saying like, yeah, I'm not, well, they're not Georgia. They're still Kentucky, but ten and three, and this is what I mean. Recent history: this is the second time they've won ten games in the last three full seasons that they played. Mark Stoops is doing shit. He is a legend with that contract. Ten and He's three, eight and five, ten and three. He's in the their Bobby last... Bonilla of college football, <laughs> right? With that contract. Oh um, yeah, what is that? Uh, it's like he gets like an extra million dollars to or get something. to seven I wins. Like, yeah, so it's like let me schedule nobody. Well, five out of the boom. last six years, he's made an extra mill. So boom, good for him. 
Killing um, it. Uh, all right. Well, is there an upset potential there? Did you guys think? No, not really. <laughs> I think probably Mississippi not. State. <laughs> probably not. I think Mississippi State or South Carolina probably pose more of a threat to me than than Kentucky. But hey, I've been wrong, and I know there's some Kentucky fans that listen. That hold on, hold on. Did you just say South Carolina is a bigger threat than Kentucky against Georgia? I think so. Those are all the away games for Georgia this year. Let me right? throw a little nugget at you that you won't believe. Why is here. South Carolina tougher than Kentucky? Because they just they they mess with Georgia more. A couple of years ago, they were on their third string quarterback. They won in in Athens. I just feel like they play them better than Kentucky does. Well, let me tell you this: this is the super rare Georgia second end of a back to back road stretch. Meanwhile, Kentucky coming off of Vanderbilt at home. Um, uh oh, that kind of plays case. in Kentucky's case. favor. Building a case. Okay. You gotta go. You gotta go on the road and play the air raid against Mike Leach. And then you come against Mark Stoops. Maybe it, it you might take have been, that L. It might have been uh, when Mike Leach was the offensive coordinator at Kentucky with Tim Couch the last time Kentucky beat Georgia. I feel like. Wow. But um, anyway, uh, let's get to it. Patty C. All right. Let's see. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a rivalry game out there. There are a few rivalry games out there that I think we should mention here. And uh, I don't know that they'll necessarily be uh, for big time spots, but I'm going to take you to a game that has some for us, Irish folk, some meaning. Well, not really, (laughs) Uh, but we're going, we're going 1993. This is what the 30 year reunion of Boston college against Notre Dame. Now that game was in, was that at Notre Dame stadium? It was, Oh that was man. a great game. I remember great watching game. that thing live, man. It seems like just the other day, you know, there, there's a few, uh, very loose Catholics in the room. <laughs> uh, yeah. Emphasis on loose and very, what, what kind of loose are you talking about? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not sure what you Not were going better. for there, but, uh, look, Boston College going to Notre Dame. Could they play spoiler once again on a great Notre Dame stadium? I have to take a look at Notre Dame schedule. And you got point. Jerkovic, who used to be at Notre Dame oh. and was their most talented quarterback. Forgot and Boston College angle. starting tight end is a Notre Dame transfer. They've Very been true. milking it. He would 100% be Notre Dame starter this year. They don't have, I mean, who is, I, Dude, he was better than the other guy. And uh, Jack Cohn? Yes. Yes, he was. I don't understand uh, it. <laughs> so this would be a great opportunity for him to say, F you Notre Dame. That is fun. I like that. I like that angle. Especially if Notre Dame is still, you know, popping their head around the playoff discussion at this point, maybe a a law close loss to Ohio state. And then they're winning up to this point late in the season, come in 10 and one and take an L against Boston college. Let's make it happen, baby. I like it. I like it. When's the last time they did knock them off. Ooh, it's been a while. Well, so let me tell you this: BC beat Notre Dame six times in a row in the 2000s, but that was like the the Willingham wow. Weiss years. Damn! But since then, six Notre Dame's times beat, in a row. But since then, Notre Dame's won eight in a row. Mm. Mm, Shout mm, out mm. to GB Farms, GBO Farms in the chat. It says Tennessee's going to beat the fuck out of South Carolina, Colby. What are you talking about? And he says Chattanooga was once upon a time down only 14 to three versus a national championship Alabama team. The mocks. Shout out to the mocks. Um, yeah, I, I am surprised that uh, that Boston College won six in a row, though. I, if you would have put me on Jeopardy, I would have sounded like that woman that thought Auburn was in the Pac-12. You know what I mean? Like I would have been no. Um, Let me but, ask. Uh, the last thing about this game is that we we, we have a time. It's a two thirty Eastern time tip, which is kind of a funky tip or a kickoff, kick. I should say. What have you? Tip. I'm sorry, yeah. we're talking college football, not college basketball, but. 
Two thirty is weird because you know. So you you've kind of already started. It's, it's the second half of the noon games. If you're on the Eastern time, I kind of well, feel like the ninety three game was similar. Yeah, there's yeah. a little weird yeah. vibe in I the kinda air. Kind of feel like that. People are just tuning in a little late to this, and they go, I "What like the it. fuck?" Yeah, I uh, like. Let it. Let you you kind of watch maybe the second half of this before the three thirty games start. There so you you're probably like not it. watching the whole thing. It's kind of a weird time. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Yeah, Boston College known to throw a monkey wrench in a lot of teams' seasons. They are, they definitely Virginia definitely, Tech, yeah. Miami. Miami with Flutie. Yeah. Um, uh, let me say this: I'm looking it up right now. Notre Dame, Boston College. If you Google that, it shows up Wikipedia as the Holy War. Now, if you Whoa. Google, if you Google BYU Utah, it shows up as the I'm Holy sorry. War. There's only one Holy War, and it's BYU, BYU Utah, Utah because they they truly hate each other. Let me tell you this: right? though. like. Yeah, Notre uh, Dame and Boston College, both uh, private uh, Catholic institutions, whereas Utah, I feel like, is a public university. I feel like uh, you know Catholics go back a lot further than Mormons. <laughs> all right. Allegedly, I'm joking. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> uh, all right, look. Before we get to NC's next, uh, NC Nick's next pick, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today. With millions of players, you probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I do. Uh, it's a game-changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper by playing their new over/under game. It's super s- simple. Uh, first, in any sport, you choose two or more players that you like, and you pick the over/under. For example, number of points in a basketball game, catches a, in a football game, hits in a baseball game. Then you choose the amount of money you want to uh, enter in the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to twenty times the amount of money you put in. The main reason that I love it is because they have that over under thing on sleeper and, and where you can join your buddies contest. So like you could talk some shit if you're bored, you know, with, with the pals sitting around the house, nothing to do. You say, you know what, man, let's get in here, talk some shit, watch the game and, and, and we'll see who wins the bets. That is really cool. Um, so uh, stop what you're doing and download the sleeper app now uh, and play their new over under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money while you're doing it. Uh, we're also brought to you by SGPN Discord. Make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. And by the way, this is side B we're about to go to as we so if you're watching on YouTube, just hang on for about 10 seconds and we will be back with part two of the podcast, aka side B on the college football experience. 